and we're thankful, amen. And we certainly miss, amen. Brother and Pastor Celestine from Tracy, yes. amen. He begins Apostolic Church, and yes. uh, they're dear friends of our family for many years, and thankful for the Celestines and what they're doing uh, in Tracy and what they mean to the kingdom of God. Amen. amen. And uh, tonight, amen, we're excited, we're thrilled to have with us, amen, uh, Brother Jonathan Atkins, amen. And he's going to introduce, take some time to introduce his family if you like, or uh, Sister Atkins like to play something. I'm not sure exactly all, but we want to just give them the opportunity to uh, to minister tonight. And so I'm just going to ask you, amen, just to open your heart, your ears, your mind to the word of the Lord. And uh, let's preach with Brother Atkins, amen. Let's, amen, stand behind him, amen. When it comes and it's backed up by the word of the Lord, amen, we are... Uh, we have the responsibility to receive it and to apply it to our lives. And so we just want to uh, allow God to speak to us, amen, however he likes to. Amen. Brother Atkins, if you come, amen. Let's put our hands together. Welcome to the public challenges and difficulties and the wonders and the questions that one has to have somebody preach 
that they never heard, let alone never met. And to your pastor, I, I thank him for that. Thank him for taking a shot. And I know you don't know me, and I don't know you, and that don't bother me whatsoever. Amen. The thing that connects us both is the Holy Ghost. So all brothers and sisters, I'm not nervous around family. Amen. I do feel very strongly that the Lord has spoken to me for this night. And if I don't preach to everybody, let me just preach to somebody. Amen. The Lord has a word for us tonight. Genesis chapter 11. Meet me there, Genesis 11. Give honor to your pastor, to his wife, the family. Very glad to get to meet and know them. Genesis chapter 11. Let's pick it up at verse 27. 11 and 27. Now these are the generations of Terah. Terah begot Abram, Nahor, and Haran. And Haran begot Lot. And Haran died before his father Terah in the land of his nativity in the Ur of the Chaldees. Verse 31, And Terah took Abram his son and Lot the son of Haran his son's son and Sarah his daughter-in-law his son Abram's wife and they went forth with them from Ur of the Chaldees to go into the land of Canaan. And they came unto Haran and dwelt there. And the days of Terah were two hundred and five years, and Terah died in Haran. Notice verse 28, and Haran died before his father Terah. And 32, Terah died in her reign. I want to preach to you tonight. Healed from her reign. Healed from her reign. Would you lift your hands and ask the Holy Ghost to do what only the Holy Ghost can do? Hallelujah, Jesus. I praise you, Lord. I pray, God, you'd speak to us. Oh, Lord, help us tonight. Touch our minds. Spirit. Touch our minds. God, I pray, Lord, for your spirit, God, to have recourse in this service. More than bless us, change us. God, we love you. We love you. We exalt you. We praise you. We will be done in this house, whatever that may be. God, we pray, Lord, for your spirit and power, Lord, to have. Way in this place, God. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah
I would I would say tonight and not by any stretch of the imagination when you look at men characters in the Bible and at least those to be the most prominent and popular Abraham is one of them in fact he is so well known that if you don't know your Bible you at least know Abraham he is introduced to us early in age Sunday school teachers have taught about the lineage of Abraham and we learned the song at an early age. Father Abraham had many sons. And we know that Abraham was identified as a friend of God. And the fact that if you have the Holy Ghost, then your heirs to the promise that Abraham had. So from front to back, from beginning to end, Abraham is placed in our minds and never forgotten. We pick up the story of Abraham in the 12th chapter of Genesis when the Lord tells him to get out of your country and from your kindred from your father's house and go to a land that I will show thee. And he goes with the promise from God, those that bless you, I'll bless. Those that curse you, I curse. And in thee, Abraham, will all the families of the earth be blessed. God was protecting him. God was Using him, God was preserving the seed of Abraham to bring about the blood of Jesus that washes away sins. But if we are to take Scripture at face value, if we are to take the Word of God for what it teaches us, it is always from generation to generation. Never does God intend one generation to be skipped over and go to another one. So if that be the case, then then we cannot assume that God has skipped over Abraham's father and just went to the boy. The son can't do what father doesn't teach him to do. And before we ever meet Abraham in Genesis 12, we meet his father in Genesis 11. And it is here that we are told Terah had three sons, Abram, Nahor, and Haran. And the Bible tells us that Apparently, God has told Terah to leave the Ur of Chal 
Chaldees, for Terah took Abram, his son, and Lot, the son of Haran, his son's son, and Sarah, his daughter-in-law, his son Abram's wife. And they went forth from Ur of the Chaldees to go into Canaan. So before God ever told Abraham to leave, he told Terah to leave. Before God ever instructed Abraham to go to a place I will show the other, Canaan, the place of promise, was Terah's destination. It's where Terah was taken his children to. It was the journey to promise. It was the journey to the land that flowed with milk and honey. It was the journey to a place that God was going to bless his people with houses they didn't build and vineyards they didn't plant and substance of things they did not store. So Terah is on his way to this promise. He's got a road to walk. He's got a path to take and nothing is standing in his way to get to the land of promise. And the Bible tells us that Terah and those he took with him arrive at a town called Haran. Ironically enough, this town has the same name of his son who in the 28th chapter we are told Haran died before his father Terah. So the boy named Haran dies. And on the way to promise, Terah has to pass a town named Haran. Last night, get ready for this. I, I noticed that most commentaries when, when it lists the lineage of Terah, that most commentaries believe it's not in order. That it was improperly introduced if that's the case. They say Abraham was not the oldest but rather the youngest. They say Abraham was younger than Nahor. So if it is backward then that would make Haran the oldest. And that would make Haran the one with the birthright. The one with the blessing of the firstborn, the one who had the promise. And yet when the promise dies, on the way to another promise, God has them to go to a town called Haran. He's a, he's a God that can do what He wants to do. He's a God that knows the end from the beginning. He's a, are you with me? He's a sovereign God. So God could have taken him around Haran. He could have allowed him to bypass Haran. He could have made a detour around Haran. But God, in his vast wisdom, purposely took Terah back to a town called Haran. He, he made Terah revisit the laws of his boy. He made Terah have to revisit the place 
coincidence. It's not just coincidence. It's, it's what God does through Scripture. If you follow it when the children of Israel sent Judah first and they lost the battle and they went back to God and they asked God, who do you want to fight tomorrow? God said, I want Judah to go back to the same place they just lost the battle. And when they went back the next day and lost that battle, they came back to God and they asked God, who do you want to fight now? And God said, I want Judah to go back to the same field that they lost the battle yesterday and they lost the battle two days ago because God will often test us to go back to the place of our defeat. Tara died 
at the very place he should have been healed from. He died in Haran. Haran. Oh my God. Haran was the chief seat. It was the city where the chief seat of the worship of sin, the moon god was. S-I-N. Apparently God thinks it's sin when you can't live beyond pain. We can blow smoke about what we can't do and where we can't go, but apparently in God's eyes, it is a sin when you can't get past your heartbreak and you can't get past your disappointment and you can't get past who done you wrong. I am convinced more than ever that Holy Ghost filled people who sit on our pews and wind up dying and going to hell. It won't be because of alcohol. It won't be because of drugs. It won't be because of some sin you can see. It will be because of a spirit of unforgiveness. And sometimes it's more than just forgiving one another. It's forgiving God for what God didn't do what you thought He would do. Even Jesus says, Father, forgive. Re- come on, reverse that. Forgive, Father. Hey, yeah, yeah. Lot was the son of Haran. Get it now. Lot had to separate from Abraham because of a disagreement. Lot's daughters got their father drunk and conceived Moab and Ammon. Who was never on God's side. Who was always at odds against God's people. Those who refuse to be healed from Haran will dictate the downward destiny of those who come behind them. Come on. Hallelujah. I've heard it said all my life that David had three anointings. That David was anointed in the midst of his brethren when Samuel poured oil on him and anointed him as king. Then he was anointed king over Judah. Then he was anointed king over Hebron. But you keep on reading, you'll find one more anointing. It's when the prophet Nathan walked into David's palace. And told David a parable about a man who has so much and takes from those who have so little. Nathan said, what do you think should happen to that man, David? And David said, I think the man should die. And the prophet said, you are the man. And for seven days, he's in his prayer closet. He's not eating any food. He's not drinking any water. He's not changing his clothes. For seven days, he's praying and he's fasting that God would have mercy on his unborn son. And after seven days, the prophet shows up and tells David, God heard your prayer. God seen your tears. And God has the answer. No. I won't spare your son. He won't save the life of your boy. You know what the Bible says next? That David arose. 
He went to the house of God. He changed his clothes. And the Bible said David anointed himself. Because yeah. some things you go through, preacher can't get you out of. Singer can't get you out of it. Musician can't get you out of it. Some things you got to anoint yourself. And those that those that saw David walk in the house of God, and David begin to eat bread and drink water, and those that saw him was asking each other, "How in the world can David do this?" For seven days, when his boy was alive, he didn't eat. He didn't drink. He cried and he prayed. But now that the boy's dead, he's eating. He's drinking. He's worshiping. And the Bible said David perceived what they were saying. And David went to them. And David said, I know what you're asking. You're asking, how can I do this? Now that my boy's dead, how can I weep? How can when he's alive, but eat when he's dead. He said, I'll tell you how, because I didn't know what God would do in those seven days. I didn't know if God would say yes. I didn't know if God would say no, but he's dead. God rejected it. God said no. So why? Why should I keep on weeping over something God didn't allow to happen? Circumcised. 
before he ever bled on a cross at 33 and a half years old, he was bleeding on a palace floor at eight days old. And it's that blood that washes your sins away. It's that blood that heals your body. It's that blood that changes your life. It's that blood that hell can't stop. But there would have been no blood. There would have been no salvation. There would have been no Jesus. There would have been no Mary. There would have been no temple. There would have been no Solomon. Had not David went beyond the pain. Whose future salvation could you be locking up because you won't move on? Come on. What revival could you be hindering in life in California because you won't get past it? Someone tells us to forgive because you don't know how wrong I've been done. Right. Yeah. You don't know what they did to me. Apparently, nobody's ever done anything to you, but you want to compare notes. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Come on. No, I can preach like this because I refuse to stay in my closet. Yeah. Right. Being held captive by something without power to keep me down. Right. 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 Come on. My Holy Ghost has power to get me up. Yes, it does. Amen. Amen. So come on, Tara. I've got promise waiting on you. I've got, I got nook of honey waiting on you. I've got destiny with your name on it. But before we get there, let's see if you've grown up. Because the worst revival a church could get is a revival that a church isn't grown up enough to receive. Right. Yeah. So good. Yeah, man. How can you handle new babies when you can't handle yourself? Right. Yeah. Yeah. How can you help somebody else out of their issues when you haven't lived beyond your issues? Right. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Thank you. Well, Tara, I want to see if you've been able to live beyond what I've taken you and what I allowed to not happen in your life. Every church, I don't care who it is or how big it is. I preached in front of 1,515, no matter me, I don't care. Every church is not at the place where they thought they would be by now. That's right. Right. Amen. Right. And you should never get to a place where you say, I've arrived. 
The worst place to be is on top of the mountain. Because the only way, the only direction from there is down. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So terror, can, can you let me? Apparently not. He, and you go study, Haran was a halfway point from where they left and the promise. You're halfway to the promise. But you can't get beyond rejection. You're looking for a miracle at the wedding instead of the miracle at the marriage. If I was to ask, what, where, where, where was the first miracle Jesus did? Most would say a wedding, and you would be wrong. Because the Bible says it took place at a marriage. Big difference between a wedding and a marriage. A wedding is two hours for one day. But a marriage is till death do you part. So if you want Jesus to show up, he ain't coming to a one-day celebration. He's coming to a lifetime of commitment. And you can't be committed to God unless you first learn how to live beyond what God did not do. Come on. Could it be? Could it be the reason Abraham is a friend of God? It's because God always has friendships with those who get healed from Iran. It was just as much as a heartbreak for Abraham as it was for Terah. But Abraham moved on. I am a firm believer that the promise was always intended for terror. But he missed it. Because he couldn't live beyond the pain. And so the promise was handed to somebody else. Because somebody's going to have revival. Amen. God will have a church. Yes. Amen. And it's not up to him if this will be the one. It's up to you. It's up to your maturity to live beyond what somebody said about you. How somebody put you down. and The gossip that somebody said about this church. Folks, I know nothing about you. You couldn't get nobody any greater in this place than me. I don't know nothing about you. But I don't care who has said what. You've got to get beyond that. That fear being misunderstood is holding you back. You've got to get beyond that. You've got to make up in your mind, I refuse to stay hostage. That's something without no authority. Because the two things I've got to get me up is the Holy Ghost and the name of Jesus. Yes, sir. So I refuse. I refuse to stay in the closet and I refuse to stay in Haran. Right. It doesn't matter what promise has died on me. There's another promise ahead. Yes. Right. It doesn't matter what revival I did not get. There's another revival God's going to give. Amen. Right. 
only if you learn how to be healed from Haran. Stand to your feet, lift your hands, lift your voice. Let the Holy Ghost speak beyond me. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. How wonderful is that evangelist been talking to? The same man you've been talking to. His name is Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, some of you have been in Haran long enough. You've unpacked your bags and you've settled down thinking you can't get past this. Oh, yes, you can. Oh, yes, you can. This is not for final destination. God wants you to go to promise. I want you to go to promise. Come on, I don't, I don't feel like this is an individual message as much as it is a corporate message. So, so could you all just find a place at your seat at the altar, just somewhere find a place to get healed from her To get healed God took to get healed from what God did not allow to happen to get healed. I pray, Lord, that there would be Holy Ghost power, there'd be deliverance in the past. God, I pray, Lord, for your will to be accomplished, Lord, in this altar tonight. God, I pray, Lord, for your will to be accomplished, Lord, in this altar tonight. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah.